So, about five years ago, my sister Rose was kidnapped by aliens. <laughs> okay, well, maybe she wasn't really kidnapped by aliens, but she started acting like perhaps she had. She started doing really weird things like eating healthy green stuff and exercising five to seven days a week. And then she started walking and running half marathons, full marathons, and eventually ultra marathons. So I was pretty sure there were some kind of alien <laughs> virus involved with this. But what was even worse was she was trying to infect me. <laughs> she kept pushing me to do 5Ks and 10Ks. And after she nagged quite a bit, because Rose, if anything, is a champion nagger, I did some 5 and 10Ks. So Rose and I had gone over to our friend Dee Dee's house for a 4th of July picnic about a year ago. Not, you know, a year ago this past 4th of July. And Dee Dee was there and her husband Bill was there too. Now, what's really important to tell you is that Bill is a total jackass. <laughs> Not because of what I'm about to tell you, he's just a total jack. <laughs> so Rose and Dee Dee were trying to encourage me to start training up for a half marathon. I politely explained to them that I still don't have the alien virus and I'm not going to ever do a half marathon. But they were continuing to encourage me when suddenly I heard Bill say, she could never do a half marathon. And I, I sat there for a minute, and I was really defeated and depressed and thought, yeah, he's right. I could never do a half marathon. But then suddenly, this ungodly, unholy rage just totally started boiling up inside of me. I thought, you know what? Screw him. <laughs> and so when we went home that night, I said to Rose, all right, I give in. Write up my training plan. I'm going to do a half marathon. <laughs> so Rose had carefully prepared a plan, and I went from training, oh, say, zero days a week. <laughs> <laughs> Five days a week. It didn't really kill me, but there are several days where I was really hoping it would. <laughs> we had decided that since this was July, the best half marathon for me to do would be the Seattle half because it's in November and I would have plenty of time to train for it. So the, the last week of August, Rose was gone for Hood the Coast with her alien buddies. <laughs> and I was at home on a Thursday night when I saw an announcement on Facebook saying, um, announcing a, half, a new half marathon for that Saturday. And it was really cheap. And so I don't know what got into me, but I called up my friend Dee Dee and said, hey, wanna do something crazy this weekend? And Dee Dee knowing me said, what? 
And I explained about the half marathon, and she said, well, sure, absolutely, I'll do that with you. And I explained, I knew I wasn't going to be able to do the whole thing, but because it was such a cheap half marathon, I just wanted to see how far I could go. But I was totally planning the DNF. I knew I wasn't gonna get all the way through the 13 and 13 miles, but she was all for it. So the morning of the half marathon dawned very early because for any of you who have not done such a crazy thing before, there's a lot of prep work involved the morning before, such as you have to Vaseline up your feet really good to try and keep from getting blisters. You have to put a line of Vaseline or body glide around your waistband of your, of your pants or shorts and around your bra area. You choose to wear a bra that day. And um, you have to pack enough substance of energy, of energy snacks for the rays and water. And if you're me, you also have to make sure you put out enough cat and dog food so that if you die in the rays, <laughs> the animals will still get to eat. <laughs> so I had already arranged with the race director to start early. Um, an hour earlier than than all the regular runners. She was very supportive of me, knowing that this was my first half marathon. So we drove down to Canby and got out there and got walking. Now the first three miles went by really well and pretty quick, but suddenly this 200-year-old man came screeching up on the road with his dilapidated piece of shit truck, saying. Get out of the way! The fast runners are coming! <laughs> really? We're at the edge of the road. Any further over, we're going to be in a ditch, but we're supposed to get out of the way for the fast runners? Anyway, I thought, well, God bless you, again, buddy, and continued on. So, Dee Dee was doing a really great job of keeping me entertained as we walked along, telling me stories about how, um, when she was a kid, how dysfunctional her family was. <laughs> Which really, really had my mind off the miles. And then the fast people started catching up with us, and of course passing us, but it's really great, the running and walking community, because they're some of the most supportive people I've ever met. Cheering us on, saying go, and do, looking good out there, and just keep going. So. After they had all passed us and we were at about mile five, I turned to Dee Dee and said, okay, well, I forgot to tell you something when we started. I've made it in my, up in my mind that if I get to mile 10, I can't stop, I need to finish this. I don't think I'm gonna get to mile 10, but if I get to mile 10, I've gotta keep going and get this done. At any point before mile 10, 9.99, I can stop. And she was agreeable to that plan, and we continued on. So when we got to mile 6, I said, okay, I need to sit down. I just need 10 minutes, and then I'm going to get up and get going. And she looked at me and put her hand on her hip and said, yeah, how about three minutes? And after what I'm sure was maybe 30 seconds, she's after me to get up and get moving again, which we did. Now, we all know that Oregon has maybe 
five hot days a year. And of course, this happened to be one of those five, one of those five days. By now, I have blisters on my feet approximately the size of baseballs. <laughs> and just trudging along, still feeling pretty good, and, but trudging along. So one of the things um, about me is when I work out, it's not a pretty sight. And I'm, I, I've accepted that. I will never be one of these graceful, non-sweaty people who just seems to flows along. <laughs> so we're walking up, so we've gone to mile eight at this point, and at mile eight there was an aid station with uh, Gatorade and shop blocks, and by now I'm sure I'm looking quite the sight. I'm sweating, I can feel that my hair is sticking up, I am huffing and puffing, my face is completely red, so, yes, eligible men, I am available. <laughs> so, the, wo the woman at the aid station at mile eight comes rushing around the table and says to me, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, you're not gonna have a heart attack, are you? <laughs> because this is the inaugural year of our race, and we can't have someone have a heart attack in the inaugural year of our race. I thanked her kindly for her concern on my behalf. So as we're going, all of a sudden I see a little bit further in the distance, the 10 mile marker. And it's such an amazing feeling because up to this point, I had only walked six miles at one time. And here I was about to reach the double digits. And it was amazing and I felt great and awesome and excited. But then there was the other part of me that said, oh shit. <laughs> that means I'm gonna have to finish. <laughs> so we got to mile 10, we had a little celebration and I put my hands up like this and Dee Dee took a great picture of me standing like this and we continued on. Well, by now I was really starting to feel a little bit not so good. And we had to keep thinking of ways to entertain me to keep my mind off of the journey. So about a mile 11 and a half, I don't know where this came out, but all of a sudden I started a fuck you list. <laughs> <laughs>
by now, I'm just totally dying. <laughs> I mean, every single thing on my body hurts. My fingernails hurt. My feet, I'm not even going to go into. I think you can imagine. I mean, my ribs were hurting. Everything on me hurt. I thought, oh, crap. I still have quite a ways to go. 12 and only 12 and a half. Well, by now, we had made it all the way to 12 and 3 quarters. So I only had a quarter of a mile left to walk. And I turned to Dee Dee and I said, dude, I can't do anymore. I've given this as much as I can. I have nothing left to give this horse. I'm, I'm done. I just don't think I can do anymore. And she turned to me and said, dude, either you're going to walk down that hill to the finish line or I'm going to kick your ass all the way down. That's <laughs> up to you. Well, I think you guys can imagine who made it to my fuck you list in my head. <laughs> so, go down the hill, and amazingly, all the volunteers from the race are stretched out by the finish line. I think I've mentioned I'm pretty slow. So, like, the last person, it must have been at least a half hour since they finished. But all these volunteers are at the finish line waiting for me. And they're clapping and they're cheering and they're saying, Yeah, Margaret, yeah, Margaret, go, Margaret. And I'm thinking, Holy crap, they're not pissed that I'm keeping them out here. But they're cheering and they're waving and they're chanting my name. And suddenly, that last 10 feet before the finish line, I don't know what got into me. Maybe it was the idea that, hey, I can sit down soon. But I suddenly cried. These total chariots of fire. after the other into it because my legs weren't having anything at the, that point. I thought, wow, you know, that wasn't so bad. <laughs> I could totally do that again. <laughs> and I have. I've now done five half marathons in this past August. I did my first full marathon. Oh, wow. So I guess the alien virus totally took hold. <laughs>